Hey, what's going on, everyone? Just before we get going in the episode today, we want to talk about a couple of our buddies that support us. If you don't want to listen to this, skip to about five minutes in the podcast. But if you want to get some rad hookups on some rad gear, stay tuned as we talk about a few people that support us. Give us some promo codes to hook you guys up. That's what we like to do. We've had a couple of our buddies on the show recently. Starting with uh, Muertos Coffee, they're out of Winters, California. They're firefighter-owned, operated, plus proceeds go back to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Use promo code JUSTANOTHERFAILURE at checkout to receive 15% off, plus proceeds from that will go back to our front line and our firefighters out there. Next up, you need a watch, you lose track of time, you want a cool backpack, maybe some CrossFit gear, the boys out at uh, Rockwell Watches in Woodcross, Utah is where they're at. They got you hooked up. Head over to Rockwell Time now. Use promo code FAILURE20 to receive 20% off the entire website. Finally, I got it on right here. You might be needing some sunglasses to protect your eyes while looking good. Our buddies at Heatwave out of San Jose, California got you covered. Use promo code FAIL at checkout and you're going to receive 10% off. Oh, nice. And if you like our flags that we run on the lower half, not the upper half, but on the lower half of our podcast, check out the buddies at 30 Seconds Out. Veteran-owned, operated company, Sun Valley, Utah. They got awesome flags. They got awesome gear, swag, patches, stickers. Check them out now. You're not going to regret it. And, um, yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. Have a good one. Here we go. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Just Another Failure Podcast. With myself, Devin, my buddy Matt over here, and with us today, we got our dude Case. He's the uh, he is the co-founder of Canadips, which is a a CBD pouch that I mean is an alternative to dipping. Get out of that dip game because that stuff's no good. Alternative to tobacco and nicotine, man. And uh, yeah, how's it going, bud? Thanks for having us up here. Yeah, stoked to have you guys. So we're in, uh, this isn't Eureka, this is uh, Arcata? This is, this is Arcata, California. Arcata, California. And you're uh, you're originally from Santa Cruz, right? Santa Cruz, grew up there and then made the uh, the trek up north in 2003, right out of high school. Nice, man. So how, let's, uh, let's kind of get the opening story of candidates. How did you kind of come up with this idea of um, getting a, you know, kind of grinding up for lamestrums, I'm going to call it this, but you're going to correct me, grinding up, you know, hemp leaves and creating a pouch out of it. But I know there's way more to it after going in the back and the spices and the things kind of walk us through what, how this kind of came to, to sight. Sure. Um, I think, I mean, I think, you know, to take the story back even, even one more, one more level, I think kind of the, the Humboldt story and, and getting in, into cannabis and then getting into this cannabis product, which is, it's all relative was, through reggae on the river music festival okay music festival that had been going on for 30 plus years kind of like pre-burning man um this was the festival you know where you wanted to go party and spend three days camping and you know there wasn't uh symbiosis lightning in a bottle bottle you know every other thing i i got kind of led into that community which was run by all the marijuana farmers in humboldt they were all the people that handled the coordination and the event and you know it was kind of like i got in volunteering parking crew and it was you know we weren't on psychedelics the whole time (laughs) and and the guy was running our crew came over was like you guys are great like you want to make 400 bucks a day like we were out of college at this point um like 400 bucks. I mean, you know, I was, I was a personal trainer making like 18 bucks an hour living at my mom's in Santa Cruz. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> relatable. Um, I was like, absolutely. So my, my buddy and I, we, uh, lied to our parents. We told them we were going to go build a uh, rainwater catchment systems <laughs> in, in, uh, in the woods for a commune. Um, and we came up to Humboldt. We got led into the Led into the community, started just basic trimming, you know, three years of sitting in chairs. Somehow, someway, I became the top trimmer in the county out of, like, thousands of people. Um, Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it was, you know, not something that guys that were normally proud of. You know, guys that were normally farmers, uh, and, and I was sitting in the, the trim circle. But I was crushing it. I made, I made, like, 60 grand when you were just, you know, snipping leaves. Wow. Yeah, not um, bad. 
And then, you know, I saw everything changing. Legalization was happening. Uh, questions from, from the parents of, you know, what are you doing with your life started appearing. Um, went back and got my MBA and, you know, realized that, you know, there was this finite moment where, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a chance to monopolize uh, the, the experience I had and the, and the growing cannabis industry. Um, and I was, you know, I, at that point I've been doing a lot of extraction. Um, and I was back home in Santa Cruz at a barbecue. I just made a, like a seed investment into a buddy's, uh, entertainment company, terrible investment. And, um, my buddies at the barbecue called me up that night. He's like, I got this great idea. Like it's, it's called weed dips. And I was like, it's like midnight. He called me and I was like, that's, I mean, terrible name, but like, <laughs> I think we could think we could work yeah, with that yeah. a little bit, but I like what, like what you're doing. Well, I mean, I just went on Google. I was like, you know, this has been done. I mean, brilliant. We were all dippers. We grew up chewing skull in Copenhagen when we were 16. I yeah. mean, that's just, you know, sitting in Santa Cruz, watch the waves, hang a chew, be one of the boys. Like that just is what it was. Um, I couldn't find anything on the internet. Like I was just, I was blown away. I was like, nothing, nothing, nothing. So I called him back like two in the morning. I was like, can dips? Like, and he's like, oh, that's good. So we, you know, kind of took off from there, right? I mean, we, you know, it was a brilliant idea. Like a lot of guys that like dip were like, anyone you bring up the idea to at that point wanted to be involved and it realized it, you know, it had legs because um, no one had done it. And we, uh, what year was this? This was 2016. Okay. Okay. So we, you know, I, I'd already been up here. He came to me with the idea because, um, you know, he knew I could execute it. Or at least he thought I could. You know, he knew I just got my MBA and I was in in the weed industry already. Um, so we created a company uh, and, you know, drew up the idea. I had never launched anything before. So a lot of learning. Um from you know how to raise capital, how to protect intellectual property, how to do A to Z, uh, but we initially raised 150 grand. We in invested that whole 150 grand to purchase our initial tins, which came from the Netherlands. We ne we negotiated like the minimum order, which was like 60, 70 grand, and then we bought a pouching machine in India, which uh, you know, and, and we didn't know how to make the product at that point. Like we were just new, like this is the big ticket items that, that we needed. Um, and we were off to, we were off to the races. <laughs> nice, man. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, like when I learned about it, um, I learned about it from Dana Creech, Area 52, saw him posting about it. I'm like, dang, that's a cool product. Especially like myself, I grew up kind of the rodeo 4-H background, Copenhagen school, like mm -hmm. chewed forever. And then Kind of went chew to snus, and I was like, "Man, that's a really cool concept." Like, this is rad. Let's let's go find out who these guys are and kind of learn about the company. So, just seeing exactly like what you said, like the legalization of cannabis and the culture really changed from cannabis. You know, it was like a frowned upon community, and now like cannabis isn't everything, and especially CBD. People see the huge benefits from CBD mm -hmm. and just using CBD products as well. Totally, it's like a way better alternative. You can obviously have more of a natural healing than you know obviously the the pill side of things that has become such a problem so it's actually cool to have something that's natural and it's like dude that's easy most people already carry you know a little tin in their pocket because like mm -hmm. you said i mean so many people chew already so it's like the same thing and you're popping something in natural that's way better for you and you kind of get the same relief you know that's always cool but talk about more i mean you do have obviously the cbd side of things but you also have the thc side of things as mm -hmm. well with your extract company as well right mm -hmm. um yeah so i mean we the the facility that you guys are at today this is our hemp cbd business um you know we're in 5000 stores it's its own standalone company um a lot of investors and other people can't touch cannabis uh, you know, one of our investors is a Canadian organization. They can't touch cannabis, and if they did, then they wouldn't be allowed back into Canada. So, we had to kind of separate church and state. Um, you know, we started as a marijuana company in in 2016 when when Cliff gave me that fabled call, and then, you know, had kind of temporarily shut our cannabis business down over the last year, but are, are about to re reemerge with new technology, get it really rolling in California. Um, 
and really capture a lot of tailwind from everything that we're doing with CBD, which, you know, I mean, we, we had the product in California from 2016 to probably early 2020, late 2019 um, at, as a cannabis product. And I think, you know, California had just gone legal. I mean, maybe I should even just back up into into the product development to launching and going legal because you know if we're talking about failures as a business, I mean we Absolutely. got yeah, we got plenty like. of them. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of I mean just California going legal and that whole landscape. There's a lot to talk about there, but I think um, you know I'm just going to kind of backtrack to we got the machine, we headed to India, we had no clue what we were doing. Um, I hired a buddy who was a micro brewer from Ecuador. Uh, to design the initial flavors. This guy was, you know, I knew he was a brilliant dude. He opened up the first microbrewery in Ecuador in this beautiful town, um, surf town, trying to draw a name for it, but... Uh, Not close to Quito, because that's up in the mountains. Quito's in the mountains, but yeah. this is right on the uh, right on the water. It's like part of the world surf tour. He owns a microbrewery oh, on, I know on, on the beach. Yeah. And then they actually have an amazing nightclub on the beach. It's all function one sound. It's pretty fun if you ever get out to Ecuador. But uh, yeah, we need to head to Ecuador. Huh? I, I've only been to, I've only been to Quito, but yeah, Ecuador's cool. Yeah, it's rad down there. Ecuador's really cool. Um, but anyway, so he designed the initial flavors. We didn't know what we were doing, but the brilliant thing he did was, you know, we realized like the mulch medium that we used. He came up with coconut fiber, which is a uh, you know byproduct of the coconut oil industry essentially free, uh, looks like tobacco because it's brown. That's the outside husk of the coconut. Oh, interesting. So we actually, we grind that up, we sterilize it, we use it, but we didn't realize at the time, you know, all of the competitors in the chewing tobacco alternative space use either like mint leaves or coffee grinds or spearmint leaves or this lettuce leaf. And in our opinion, they just don't taste as good. What we realized was the coconut fiber is so absorbent. It absorbs over 20 times its weight. You could use it to clean up oil spills. So interestingly enough, when we use the coconut fiber, it absorbs all the flavor, and then our product releases flavor for like up to an hour, two hours, because it's coming out of the coconut. You know, we had no clue um, the genius of that, and we patented that. But um, we brought him on board. He started working. How do we make this product? Okay, like mixing all this stuff together. So we just sent this really oily batch of product that isn't close to our current product. We didn't know proper levels of essential oils or, you know, we, we weren't a well-capitalized company. It was, it was, it was, you were the, just kind of sending it, seeing what happened, it was, essentially. It was cliff in case. We got 150 grand. We spent it all on tins and equipment, and we were just going to, like, pu push our way forward. Um, so we went out to India. I found this guy uh, who, you know, had sold us on, on a machine. I'd already paid, like, 30% down, so, like, it had to work. Um, you're in at this point. You're, we're in. <laughs> and you're, no you're other like, option. We need back. help here. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, we're in. Uh, we mail over product that doesn't have THC or CBD, but that's our coconut fiber just to prove it could work because, like, we're going to make our final payment need to see that it works you know we're in india which i don't know if you guys have ever been i'm in india okay <laughs> very and i've traveled the whole world but india's very interesting place what part were you in where were you guys at it's a little town called faridabad which is right outside of delhi okay very industrial um you know i mean poverty is real when you're in india and you see how things are going down sweatshops labor like there's it's intense. I mean, we showed up and, you know, like, we just saw where everything was being made. We're like, you know, it was a little disturbing yeah. um, and, and tough. But at the same time, like, you know, there was no one else that made this equipment. And we could go to Germany and get the machine we have now. It's like a tw 12 to 16 month lead time. And, you know, it's like 350 grand. It's like we didn't have that option. Um, but we headed out there. Like, the equipment didn't work. They, like, put us in a back room and kept feeding us coffees. And, like, just, it's going to be good. It's going <laughs> to be, be good. Hey, don't, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to we're gonna figure this out. It's like my 14th cup of coffee. <laughs> Can I see my machine now? No, 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 no. no. Just, drink, just drink the coffee. Day two, still hadn't seen the machine. It was like, all right, this is, you know. You were up for two days as well just because coffee was tweaking <laughs> yeah, you out. Yeah. And, and just stressing because we knew that we had already spent all, all the cash or, you know, the majority of the cash. So... You know, they actually ended up coming up with some cool inventions around, like, 
getting the machine to work with our product, even though the product was super oily at that point, and then we worked it, got it down. But I'll, I will give them that. Like, we got that machine, that machine worked. You know, we made it work. So machine came back to the U.S. We, we then, you know, needed to figure out how do we get cannabinoids, which are fat-soluble, to absorb in the mouth. You know, nicotine um, is water-soluble. There's an artery in your mouth that goes right to your brain. That's why it works so good. Cannabinoids, which are fat-soluble, you got to either smoke them, so combust them, or eat them with, like, butter, other uh, other fat things, and, and, and have an edible. And, and, you know, we didn't realize, like, if you just put cannabinoids inside of a pouch, they're never going to get out of the pouch. They just don't do anything, yeah. yeah. They don't do anything. They're large molecules. You'd have to eat the whole pouch. We'd have a complete dud. So, so, so we realized, like... Oh shit! There's like a lot of science to this, you know. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I I had a bachelor's of science in you know exercise science, you know. So I mean, I'd taken you know some. Now you need a chemist, though. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I started getting on the phone. I mean, one of my super, you need a biochemist at this point. <laughs> one of my super abilities is I'm I'm a connector. So like just figuring out all the players who we need to work with, who we need to call, connect A to B, C to D. So we found an amazing chemist. Um, she was a 30-year flavor chemist. Um, we don't use her technology at this time as it doesn't work on our equipment, but she's got unbelievable tech. We got it going. We created a product that had like a dry emulsion technology. She then audited all of our flavors and was like, these are super dangerous. Like you cannot put this product into market. Um, you know, so she actually, you know, we spent probably five grand a skew and got like them dialed to where they're completely safe and you can chew multiple pouches. And we launched into the, you know, it was like the first year of the legal cannabis industry. And we were in the first couple months, you know, everyone's fighting. Like it's a land grab for licenses to start off. You know, I don't know how much that you guys followed, but like pre prop 64, uh, which went live, I believe in 2017, was Prop 215. and I remember 215. Mm-hmm. Prop, Prop 215 was great. Yeah. Because, I mean, the way Prop 215 worked was, you know, as a farmer, you just, you get a bunch of people's scripts and you put them out on a sign and say, please don't raid us. And you grow a ton of pot and, you know, you you either sell it to the dispensaries or, you know, whatever happens that the farmers do. You, you, you donate it. Yeah, but it was like the stores had the same thing, right? There's like, there was like, 2,000 stores in the state of California. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when Prop 64 went live, you know, those 2,000 stores went down to like 100 stores. And uh, all these companies and licenses and all this product and huge taxation. And then consumers are going into stores and like the product is 5x what the guy selling it to them is. And there's just no accounts and you're fighting for all the accounts. So there's like this multi year bloodbath which we had entered into with this Canadips product, which, you know, in our mind, we were going to, you know, best product ever, great product, but, you know, wasn't going to compete with flower vapes. Um, You know, we got it into a bunch of stores, had a lot of wins. Um, You know, we had built a whole field sales team just for Canadips, like just for the state of California. You know, we probably could have had a couple other SKUs, you know, um, to pay people to just go into dispensaries and to just sell candidates. I mean, they could get it in, but, you know, just getting it. You don't realize, you know, with consumer packaged goods, like there's selling it and then there's pulling it off the shelves. Like as a brand, you have the responsibility. Like I don't want to just sell you the product. I need to make sure that people go in, know about it, buy it from you, pull it off that shelf to then get that wheel rolling. And, you know, we had, I mean, we were so green. Uh, we had no clue on how any of this stuff works. Um, so yeah, I mean, got the THC. THC was a success, won a lot of awards, but it was a it was a tough climb as just a standalone business. You know, California, even though uh, you know it's like one of the lowest amount of dippers in the whole state or in the whole country. I mean, um, so you know, we launched a chewing tobacco alternative. You know, you go into dispensaries, the bud tenders generally women. Oh my God, like what is that? We don't dip. It's like no, no, no. This is like so. We, we initially launched the brand almost. It's, it looked way different than it looks today. Like we were almost trying to make the product in the pouch um, like kind of like it was like guys skateboarding with long hair and women and like trying to make it like this dry tincture pouch and very relatable and this, this new way to consume. 
and we kind of had to shy away from like masculinity and like chew and like what we really wanted and pretend it was something else yeah like this is for everybody it's yeah. not just yeah. it's a new thing anytime shy. anywhere yeah. shy away from the sports yeah. and the rodeo and the yeah. action sports guys this yeah, is the, the perfect boy, the boys packing yeah. dingers you yeah. couldn't couldn't that wasn't very sellable for people huh couldn't do any of that yeah. um you know, and it wasn't, I think, until we realized it was, a, you know, product wasn't selling how we expected it to sell. Uh, you know, it was great. We got the notoriety out. The brand was built, you know, trade show after trade show. But, you know, we realized that the uh, the opportunity was, was you know, chewing tobacco is a $7 billion industry. Um, there's 7 million dippers in the U.S. 50% of them want to quit. And there's not a good product to quit. So we, you know, it was... You know, it was figuring that out and getting it out of our uh, out of the the market we were in. Still keeping the THC going, but realizing we need to get CBD going. So we partnered with a co-packer in Vegas, uh, and we found a tobacco distributor uh, in LA. That's one of our partners now, um, and we we launched into the national sphere in probably mid twenty eighteen. Okay. And it's a little bit of a riff between Cliff and I, you know, as the, uh, as the two co-founders. I was always trying to push the big vision of get this thing, you know, like we wanted to be the Copenhagen of cannabis. He really wanted to make California work more. So we kind of, he was kind of focused there and I kind of was focused always more on, on the future and he was kind of more, more on the present. Um, but I think, you know, getting that brand out there, getting into retail um, was imperative and, you know, Talk about failures. I mean, we launched a chewing tobacco product, alternative product, at nineteen ninety nine in retail uh, in twenty eighteen because we had uh, other people in our supply chain that were needing to make pretty good profits, and you know, chewing tobacco is like you know anywhere between four ninety nine and eight ninety nine a can in the U S. Like you're not going to get a guy in Oklahoma to put down his his skull or his red man or his whatever red seal for a $20 can of CBD. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go pay $20 for something. Ain't going like, to work. Yeah, right. Ain't going to work, man. So, I mean, it you know, it didn't work. You know, when you get all these other, you know, you rejigger this whole new thing to do CBD and you get all this new expensive equipment and you get partners and then you put a $20 product in market and it doesn't pull, that's a problem. So... We're lucky that through even that hurdle, um, you know, one of the, the shining lights on, on the journey was, uh, you know, we're working a trade show. I ran into the ex-CEO of, of Copenhagen and Skoll, this guy, Brian Quigley, and he was like, oh, I love your guys' brand. Like, you know, we had it at Altria. Like, we all think it's like the best can ever. Like, this is amazing. Okay, okay hold on. Let me it get my a, phone out. Can you, cool uh, can you can. say that real yeah. quick again? Just let, let the people know real fast. Yeah. Uh, I left the trade show at his card. I was like, man, this is it. Like this, you know, this guy was great. He left Big Tobacco, uh, you know, six months previously. He was kind of going on doing his own thing. He was super into cannabis. He started a cannabis consulting company, and he started working with us and and diagnosing, you know, the problems in our business and creating a plan to to get this thing moving forward. And you know, if the product and brand wasn't so good. You know, I mean, there were so many opportunities for us to, to lose the whole thing. I mean, just multiple landmines and, and nuclear bombs. Well, he's like a perfect piece for you, too, because you kind of get like an inside view of what you're trying to like compete with, right? Like he had... He had the market Yeah, value. he had everything that you yeah. needed to know on how to be, you know, against that, obviously. Like you're going the other way um, on dip. So like having a guy that was in the dip industry, totally. like that's easy to be able to be like... How can we fix this? Well, knows the consumer. Knows, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I can sit here and be like, you know, 85% of dips sold at convenience stores. We know that, I mean, we, we, we know who they are. We know what the, where they shop. And, you know, at that point, we, we rejiggered our business. We realized, like, we got to get our product priced under 10 bucks a can. That's the only way this is going to work. Um, so this last year, I mean, we, you know, we took manufacturing back. We built out this whole facility during COVID. Uh, in our CBD, we created a CBD business. We raised $5 million during uh, COVID. 
we got the price of our product to nine ninety nine online, and then it at retail it's anywhere from seven twenty nine to nine ninety nine. So it's it's selling in a in the feasible price point, um, and and we've built an amazing executive team through you know we got three ex Altria people that are incredible executives from head of sales to consumer engagement and we're learning you know i mean retail is no joke i mean i you know i used to complain about the dispensaries and the cannabis industry and these like little ticky tacky complaints and then you you know when you get into store chains that are 100 500 1000 i mean the the level of of issues you know just multiply it doesn't mean that that they get any easier so we're really we're really focused on getting cans in hands get a big retail footprint, making sure that we can pull the product off the shelf. Um, and, you know, I mean, our vision is, you know, same as it was, be the Copenhagen of cannabis and, and, and provide guys an amazing product to either help them quit or to build into their rotation or to just have something to, to play with while they're out, you know, riding the track or golfing on the weekend or... Or doing whatever and and provide like utility to guys' lives. I mean, we don't have to always have products that you know are hurting us in some in some way, especially as athletes. Yeah. Well, yeah. talk about. I mean, talk about the athlete side of things too, because I mean, we were going over it a little bit. I mean, you have people, baseball, baseball, players. football, uh, you know, all sports all across the map. I mean, from your four major sports to stuff moto. like moto, like mm-hmm. stuff like that, and. I mean, since it is CBD, it's not, you know, technically marijuana. So you kind of have a a play area where you can get into these major sports without getting any of the athletes in trouble as well. Because you said it won't show up on a drug test. Like, this is a product that it's pure hemp-based, so you don't have to worry about sure. testing. But still, from an athlete endorsement standpoint, a lot of them still can't really say anything. Especially in certain sports like Major League Baseball, NFL. Um but I mean, you know, we're supplying, like I said, over fifty major league baseball players, certain teams, locker rooms, lots of NFL players, lots of golfers, um, all extreme sports. You know, I think over these next couple of years, we'll see more adoption. Um, you know, the FDA is is still coming out with the regulations around CBD from hemp how they're going to classify it, whether it's a supplement, whether it's a food, whether all these other different classifications, which will be really helpful in kind of creating guidance that or other organizations can get behind. But I think to kind of t- touch base on the sports side, yeah, I mean, we're trying to be, you know, the sports cannabis brand out there. Um, you know, even though this is a CBD product, the tin says humble, we have the cannabis side of our business, and we're a product that pairs great with sports. I mean, as you guys know, chewing tobacco and baseball is synonymous. Yep. They've Go been trying to hand. get they've been trying to get chew out out of the sport for over twenty years. But all other sports. I mean, I was really surprised early on with, with football. I mean, a couple of years ago, we were, we were supplying some of the NFL guys, and I guess dipping in. Uh, I mean, they watch film all week. Dipping in the film room is like. That's all they do. I mean, how else are you gonna watch the TV for eight hours? You got the coach. Like they need to be getting. They need I know. To be getting they're, again. they're yeah. over there nodding, nodding away. So we're really, we're really focused on 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 cracking sports in a more major way. I mean, we're looking as a brand to uh, do everything we can from like a platinum level of compliance, so that we can get sign off from uh, major league sports organizations. One of that is working with NSF, getting our facility NSF certified, getting our product NSF certified, which is which are both in the works. Um, but also, you know, we're following CGMP. Like, you know, like when we took you guys back, they're pulling five pouches out every fifteen minutes, getting the weights, doing the logs, doing the retention samples. Like, just that level is required to to get pro sports sign off. So, even if they're not. If the MLB isn't behind it this year, you know, we're hoping that when we can crack that conversation, um, our body of work is there. Because, I mean, outside of just having fun, too, I mean, as, like, part of the brand, be, being able to go to these events, work with these people, um, I love it. I mean, I grew up a sports fiend. Now, uh, a market that I think 
would be huge for this where I know there's a lot of tobacco use as the military, but obviously there's probably some deals with cannabis and military being able to use it. But even military, post-military veterans, you know, they have a huge addiction to tobacco, cigarettes, dip and everything like that. Cause you know, our guys go over to combat and they sit in combat and get hooked on chew and stuff like that. Just trying to stay awake. And I mean, do you guys, are you guys kind of pushing with a veteran community or veteran societies or anything like that or working with some veteran companies? We need to be doing more on, on, on the THC side in the early days, totally. We yeah. worked with uh, the Wounded Warriors Project. Okay. So uh, up here in Humboldt, we gave, anytime we had like extra product or like, you know, there was a thousand cans that got the wrong sticker, which the product's still fine or whatever. Like, we totally worked in those organizations. Um, you know, we can't put the product into the active military, like, like you said right now, the CBD product, but... Um, you know, you, you bring up a good point that I think we need to do more, ha- have more time and, and figure out from an organizational standpoint, you know, what, what type of veterans organization we can work with, how we can get more involved. Obviously, we have a lot of vets that use our product that reach out. Um, and dipping is huge in, in, that, in that culture as well. So I think it's just... Just needs to get back up on the priority list, but no, from the CBD side, we don't have a, a current organization. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some people that we've worked with with the podcast. You know, maybe we guys could tie you guys up with some of, some of our guys because yeah. I think our, some of our guys would absolutely love this product. Um, both sides of you guys, especially with the veteran side, um, I see it serving a huge aspect to them. But I mean, you guys are also like your marketing's awesome. Like you go to your guys's Instagram, can dips on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you guys have a lot of just great content, video, photography how you show your product, the way people are filming it. I mean, you guys are working with like Bob Mannering and yeah. stuff. So um, kind of walk through like a little bit of your guys' marketing department, you know, kind of coming up with the ideas. Uh, who else were you guys working with? Bob Mannering and then you guys had... Uh, we, we got a lot. Yeah. Um, Pat McAfee is, is, is one of our big guys that, that we're partnered with. I mean, I think, but just to kind of, I mean, the marketing started with Cliff. I mean, Cliff, who's my co-founder, just started taking these unbelievable photos of cans. I mean, he had the, the he had the Canon camera back then, and like creative dude. I mean, he would just take these shots that were just like no one would was really doing that. He told me, can cans first came in, and like he, I, I got them first, and I uh, lined them all up at Moonstone Beach, and I took a photo with uh, my iPhone, and I put that was the first photo on Instagram. And he had called me and pulled it like 20 minutes later. He said, we don't post iPhone photos. <laughs> we don't post iPhone photos. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, <laughs> he's like we're not going to do that. And, uh, and, and, and we don't. And, and, and we haven't. And we've always done the photography ourselves. You know, we have found other photographers that we've worked with that are like up and coming. Where, like, but it's very hands-on. Um, you know, we have the Sony A7R4. We got the video guy that just graduated. It lives down the block that we have 15 hours a week. We we are constantly creating content and, and capturing the moment and the vibe. And I think people feel that. People like that. Um, from the content side, I think it's imperative like just to capture this amazing community. I mean, Humboldt is an amazing place. And sadly, through the internet and TV, it's just shown as like helicopters... Murder Mountain, yeah. Murder Mountain, bunch of weirdos growing weed yeah. in the in the, the hills, yeah, and stuff out here, yeah. 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 So yeah. we, uh, I mean, now our marketing department is we have uh, Jen Pike. She was the head of consumer engagement at Altria. She was the president of Skoll as well. Um, she left there a couple of years ago. She's helping us fractionally, and then I'm kind of running uh, marketing side as well from pushing uh, content campaigns. You know, podcasts have been really where we've been getting a lot of our traction because we can't market like a normal company. We can't do Facebook, Instagram, or Google ads at all because really? we're CBD. Do so, they just take it down or are they just not even allowing you guys to do that? I mean, they'll take it down and then they'll ban you, you know, tell yeah. you that you can't do that. Um, really? I had no idea it was like that with the CBD stuff. So there's no opportunity unless, like, now they've opened it up for uh, any, anything that goes on just on your skin. So you'll see maybe so just, ads for like muscle rubs with CBD. Just the topical stuff. Yep. Um, so that's been actually, you know, in, that kind of made it so like 
to get noticed, like, it's an uphill climb. I mean, you can't pay for anything, you know, so it's all really more influencer-based podcasts. You know, Pat McAfee helped put us on the map. Uh, you know, he grew 10x over the, the last year. If you guys don't follow his podcast, yeah, it's do, yeah. the, the football podcast. Um, better than anything ESPN's putting out at, at, at this point. Um, Step it up, ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or, or, or just bring on Pat. He's the man. Um, and then there's other ones. I mean, we, you know, we, we work with some of the barstool platforms, their baseball pod, their golf podcast. And then even, I mean, even smaller ones. I mean, we've supported super small hockey podcasts. Uh, that Spit are chiclets. Yeah, you guys need to get on spin chiclets. That's where that's at too. Yeah. yeah, they're like the hockey po- hockey podcast. We've been on there once or twice. I mean, our our, our hockey guys are, are missing curfew. Oh, okay. You guys seen yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. So OB and and Updog, like we're huge sponsors of them. We were on their first podcast. We just signed a a deal with them. We're super stoked. Uh, to, to you know, I was still a little bummed that they didn't invite me to Tahoe last weekend for the uh, <laughs> NHL. Game, yeah. NHL and ice. I understand I'm not a, a ex ex hockey guy. I'm just the a dip guy. But I, <laughs> I I would have enjoyed it. But no, I think you know one big breaking moment for us was like four or six weeks ago. I, I resubmitted the Instagram to to get verified. Got the blue check mark, which we're probably one of only like ten cannabis brands. Oh, you're in the blue check gang, huh? You're in the blue check gang. Wow. I saw it. Yeah, I, it's I official. Noticed I noticed that. Yeah. No, but the second we did that, like, you know, we're gaining you know a thousand followers a week. Well, that's what's like. It's so funny that on Instagram, it's like if you get that blue check, like you're real. You're you're official. You're the uh-huh. you're the real guys now. You're not some fake company on Instagram. Well, well like, now we can re- I mean, we reach out to athletes every day. They see that. They're yes, yeah, send us some tins. Yeah, exactly. And then it just starts snowballing and snowballing. And you know, now we got a guy full time just on Instagram, just pow- powering away. So, um, you know, that's been huge for us too. And that's just all influencer, just sending out product. I mean, product speaks for itself. I mean, cans in hands. If we can give people cans that they try, I mean, we get a great repurchase rate. Awesome. Like, like we're, we're into it. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to buy some billboard. That's not going to work. You'd rather see it from the consumer standpoint. And that always kind of like sells way more than anything, you know, especially having influential people that has millions of followers behind them. Like they see that this person actually avidly likes that product. That's going to sell way more than a billboard or a little pop-up ad on your Instagram. Or even someone with 8,000 followers. Yeah. You yes. see Bob Menry throwing two <laughs> cans down his face. People are like, oh man, let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and a Bob was kind of the first foray, and uh, hey, we're gonna spend some money with with one of these guys that is just uh, you know a phenomenon. You know, Bob Menery is a phenomenon, and uh, it's just his voice that's what gets everybody. We 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 did a five. Well, it was supposed to be for the Ripper Magoo podcast, and then like right when we did the deal, the podcast got clipped. He had some issue with uh the company and so then we became the first sponsors of his new podcast which was uh it'll 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 come to me it was it was shorter lived Uh, he hasn't been doing as many podcasts but then we're like figuring out how to work together he's like oh we're gonna just do a bunch of social media stuff and get it going and and it was great i mean when people saw bob menry using the product and him creating skits and having fun around it. I think that really also opened up other influencers and other podcasts and like it, it made it real. Um, and it was just a ton of fun. I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot of uh, FaceTime calls with Bob. Uh, he's a very interesting cat. I was going to say, I was going to ask you like, what, what was that guy like actually working with him? Cause he's like, just like he is on the, on is that, that's, that's no, not that, like a personality. He never puts turns on, he's it just, off. He, he does not turn it off. Like, no way. He's he is, just always in that mode. He is Bob Menery. I mean, it was a bummer, too, that like we did it during COVID because we would have totally been... He was holed up at that point down in L.A. in uh, in, in Beverly Hills. We would have totally got is down there. Is he a there. West guy? Is he a West Coast guy? Boston guy? I thought he was Boston originally. Yeah, yeah but he, he moved here, though. Yeah. He's he's here still, I think. Yeah, yeah. he's here still. But I, he's, I mean, now he's just constantly traveling. He's doing the fan-controlled football. He's doing... Buffalo Wild Wings. He's doing. He's <laughs> in everything now. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Have you guys reached out to the Aussie guy voiceover? <laughs> the Aussie guy. What's his uh, like Aussie? Aussie man reviews yeah, or something? Aussie he man just reviews. like he's kind. I, I mean, he's kind of like Bob in in a sense. Like he just 
he does like a lot of his stuff was like the voiceover stuff on videos but he just like has that same personality just kind of makes fun of everything that mm-hmm. he does but he's got that sweet australian accent that everybody loves well we'll hit him up i mean we are doing a little work with uh blake weber Oh, no okay. dude, he's hilarious <laughs> too. Just in regards that we're sponsoring his new podcast, which is unbelievable. It's called Country Club Adjacent, Adjacent. with all the with these four comedians. They're all stand up, mm-hmm. and it's just like the funniest golf stuff. So we're we're working with him. I think his stuff's great. Yeah, I mean, dude, he rips at golf too. He's you know, really he's good, good at golf. Yeah. Golf, and I mean, we've gotten into golf. Like we got into the subverse side of golf, though. Like we're. I started re- reaching out to all the long drive guys, and then the long drive guys introduced me to the, like the golf influencers and the comedians, and now we work with like PGA memes and Country Club adjacent and all the long drive and you know Butsy and all these like Butsy <laughs> incredible golf people that uh you know once once travel lets up a little bit uh, it's it's gonna be fun finally connecting with them all yeah getting to see all these cool people that yeah. you can actually go have some fun with and that's totally. something you know like we talked about that prior to coming on like uh that's something we really like when a company allows us to come and see the location like meet up face to face and mm-hmm. do a podcast with you guys because we get it it's hard to travel like we do have our studio down in la and uh we sadly don't really use it and but we go out on the road because like we really like when we get a product base it's like this is something we'll use, but this is also like a really interesting product or it was someone that we knew that had something cool. So it's just like promoting the boys or promoting something that we think is going to be sick that we want to get out to our viewers as well. So I mean, you guys just, you have a catchy can, you got a bunch of different flavors, your logo looks awesome. Plus you guys, you know, it's a rad company, what you guys are doing. You guys were kind of the first people to come up with this whole idea, you know, we totally. dips to can of dips. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, um, I mean, yeah, like, I can't wait till COVID does end and we can go back out and start meeting people because I think we'll be able to actually really yeah. get into a lot more situations as well. Oh, totally. I mean, let's talk about some of the flavors, too, that you guys got because I've only tried mint so far, which was... Oh, wow. oh you had Lemonhead the other day, right? I didn't try the lemon one. Oh, okay. I just tried the uh, the mint one. I didn't even try the wintergreen either, but... Um, five flavors total, right? We have five core flavors. So we got a, a citrus, American spice, which... Uh, might have been misnamed because people don't know what it is. Is it like hot dogs or fireworks? <laughs> it's but actually it's actually hot dogs and, and fireworks. Yeah. It's hot dogs and gunpowder. But it's a, a cinnamon, uh, more of a cinnamon flavor. We got mango, uh, wintergreen, which is forty three percent of the dip market, uh, and mint. And then oh, we, no, there's six flavors because we have we got mint too. You're yeah. you're you're smuggling that one. Yeah. Well, then we also have our our Humboldt collection, which is cannabis strain flavors in the cbd market so we work with different terpenes and then flavor the dip like famous cannabis strains so for example we even have a convenience store chain um on the east coast called sheets amazing i think we're in 180 stores they have an exclusive on z kittles so like it's pretty cool you can go to the gas station in pennsylvania get z kittles chew and That's then, you know, cool. I mean, we just launched Blue Dream this week. I was going to say, I see the Blue Dream one right here. Lemon Tree was a collaboration with a company in Santa Cruz. That, that's their special strain. And it's kind of a way for, for us to do limited release stuff and then work with other companies and collab because we just brand the side sticker. And that's kind of fun. You guys um, got to get in on the uh, Pineapple Express <laughs> side of things and watch people just freak out over that because of the movie, too. That would be a big one. I mean, we're working on a on a runs one that I think will be really good. It'd be nice to talk to Cookies. A Cookies mm-hmm. collab would cookies. obviously be pretty cool. When yeah. we when we relaunch the pot um, in June or July, we're gonna do a lot of cannabis uh, collabs, and it's gonna make it really fun as well. Nice. So, like, what what was like your your biggest shocking moment of like starting this company and getting into the game where you were just like. Dude, I thought this was going to be way easier than this, and this sucks. Was it like the actual, like you were saying, when it kind of got legalized and you were like, everybody was fighting for, for territory, or was it just more along the lines of the actual making of the product? That's a tough question. I think, I mean, making of the product was super hard. We had a technology originally that was... It was really hard to test the product because the labs, we had such a new technology, the labs weren't able to get a reliable test. 
and then we would submit it to the lab. They wouldn't get the right test, but then it was they only get to test it once. It's the word of God at that point. So all our really? product came back and it said it was half potency. We had to re-sticker everything and then sell it for less than it was worth because consumer wasn't going to pay that and it just made us look like you know a bunch of scrubs like we had this 500 milligram tin that was only 260 on a sticker when it was really 500 and the lab couldn't go back and retest it because of regulation and like you know you're meeting retailers and you're like oh this tin's 320 and this tin's 260 and this tin's 410 they're like what the fuck is this (laughs) this is not you know it's like that was really tough just because we really want to get it right and then i think just you know come up with this amazing idea and like just the time maybe not being right and just like spending way more than you're making you know i have people that are super excited about it and just watching your pile of cash dwindle and dwindle and dwindle just wondering when it's going to come back around yeah or just like you know being like fuck like are we going to miss out on this opportunity and someone else is going to capitalize on on our failure um you know i think like you know, there's a lot of variables like that as an entrepreneur that, you know, I mean, and, you know, we're finally getting over, you know, our last hurdle right now to where, I, you know, I feel like, you know, there's, it's finally there to where you're like, worst case scenario is a great scenario. Like, I'm happy with that. Like, I'm, you know, but like, Cliff and I always were like, oh, this is going to be the Copenhagen of cannabis. But then we always imagine there's going to be a hundred competitors within like two months and, and it's been like five years and, you know, there's not been one legit competitor. That's and pretty cool. There's a couple like fly-by-night CBD companies that are just stuffing isolate in a bag and none of it gets out and the brand sucks and like, but they're, you know, we know they're coming. Like, I think the interesting thing about us is because our, the equipment to make the pouches are so specialized. Big tobacco also can't make cannabis products because, like, you don't want to jeopardize something that's making you billions of dollars for some fringe market. So we've kind of, like, the equipment that could beat us is already being used. And pouch products are gaining in popularity, especially with, with the white nicotine technology, etc. That we've kind of had this, like, little window to where hopefully, you know, we've built a strong enough brand, locked up enough intellectual property... To that you know we are that Copenhagen of, of, of cannabis product and I think you know it's finally coming to the realization that you know you know that's actually gonna happen um, you know and, and a lot of other people have bought into our dream and vision and it's you know it's continuing to, to move forward and I think we've we like we've gotten past it, those moments where it's just like you know I mean you know I'm taking my salary down to a thousand bucks and you know, how, how much longer can I live on this? And, you know, what can we do? Where can we find 20 grand there? And how do we do this? And it's just like, you know, there's only so much of that. And I think it's working with, you know, our initial investors up here that get it and that all believed in it. And, uh, you know, everyone's still hanging on because we all knew, like, if we can get this right, like, this is a huge market segment. You know, yes, we would, you know, like, Product's always going to be made in Humboldt. It's our brand. Like, we did it right the first time. Like, if, if some big tobacco company had, had come up with this, it wouldn't be coconut fiber. It wouldn't be flavored with essential oils. They wouldn't use things like stevia or monk fruit or, like, healthy ingredients. So we kind of feel like we put the mark on the map and did it right the first time, being a couple hippie kids from, from Santa Cruz, you know, that were making these up in Humboldt. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it takes us, but, you know, that, I mean, to go back to the question, I mean, yeah, I mean, having the product all test wrong, just having the fucking, just huge pile of shit to deal with. <laughs> well, and then we had a distributor, right? And they're like, they don't want to sell it. Like, their salespeople go out and they're, you know, Even like, they're looking at it like, we can't sell this shit. What do no you one wants to sell it, you know? And, like, it was just, you know, we're just so bummed. This is all we had, right? So, like, putting our, putting all of our hard work into and having this variable go into someone else's hands and you know having that be the governmental decision and having that not go our way because of something outside of our control was was really difficult and and we had to wear it you know we had to wear it for a year got to own it yeah. yeah but i mean when you you just talked about it like when you obviously 
you guys had a whole team that believed in the product. You guys were clearly passionate about it. Like, you kind of almost had that, like, there's no way we can fail attitude, which is, like, something that when you get when you get hit pretty hard like that, you, you expect something to be awesome and it comes back and it's, you know, a shit product. Like a lot of people, it's easy to just be like, well, that sucked. I guess we're not doing that. So like having a good team supporting you and, uh, you know, obviously knowing you guys had something good. Yeah. Not, like, not taking over this hurdle. Yeah. Not taking this. Never going to have another opportunity like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I, you know, I own a THC company next door. We make live resin for 40 brands. It's super successful. Great. But like, that company's never going to sell for 300 million or 500 million mm-hmm. or a billion or 80 million or whatever. Like it just, you know, we have this finite, incredible opportunity where we created a technology, we created a product, we've protected it. We've now we're creating a brand and really pushing that brand on a national scale. And it's like, you know, like we do have that opportunity for like this unicorn play. So, but I mean, to go back to the, the people believing in it, I mean, it's also like, I mean, I raised money from, you know, like pe- people I knew, you know, so like I couldn't, you know, if the thing was going down, I mean, I was going down with it, you know, it's not one of those situations where I could be like, oh, you know, it's not working out for me, you know, I'm, you guys can't walk away from it. You guys can't pay me my salary anymore. And, you know, I'm just, I got this other great deal over, uh, you know, it just uh, wasn't in the cards, wasn't, wasn't how we do business. So. You know, there was, you know, there was hurdles for sure. Failure wasn't the option at this point. You guys were just going to press on no matter what hit you guys. Like, you might have had a failure, but that was going to... There's plenty of failures. I mean, when you're an entrepreneur and you have good ideas, you know, there's a lot of landmines out there. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of, you know, uh, courtroom situations. There's a lot of things that can, you know, when you start seeing success and, and there's areas of opportunity, I mean, there's a whole group of... You know, there's a whole group of people looking for young entrepreneurs and ideas, and they're very skilled at, at figuring out how to, you know, get those rolling themselves, whether it's a copycat or whether it's whatever. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's imperative as, you know, for entrepreneurs to, to band together and to communicate. I mean, you know, I was on the phone, I someone reach out on LinkedIn this morning, some uh, young lady, she's 21 from Kentucky. Got on the phone with her this morning. She had some crazy idea, which I won't delve into, uh, and had reached out and was like, hey, you did something cool. Like, what do you think about this? And got to spend an hour with her, like, brainstorming how she can protect it and next steps. And I think, you know, the more people can do to have a forum to communicate, you know, I, I probably need to get on the Clubhouse app. I've been seeing that, like, yeah. going wild. But Yeah, there's all sorts of, like, new stuff coming yeah. out all the time. <laughs> it's like, I don't even hard to keep up with <laughs> yeah. but that's just like yeah that's exactly it and like even me just sitting here i'm like well there's like five people that's been on the podcast that i can link these guys up with to do stuff with their companies and cross promote and stuff and totally. but it's always that kind of open doorish to an extent you know like look at an opportunity and be like hey like kind of see how you can use your connections to make this stuff work together but always be working amongst each other you know share ideas with each other and be yep. willing to sit down at the table and talk and i think that's just a very cool new thing that's really happened with entrepreneurs because for the longest time it was a lot of old money and a lot of old guys that just didn't want to branch into younger guys being able to have that idea that came up it was like we made our money we have our money i don't really want to give you my money because i don't think you can do it as well as i did but today you know there's a hundred people like us that are like no like let's talk let's sit down and talk and let's Mm -hmm. figure out how all these ideas can come together and we can make something great out of it so i think if anything's come out of business and entrepreneurship in the last 10, 15 years with the social media era. I think social media, you know, as many negatives as it has, it has a lot of positives for people to cross work with each other and to see opportunities. Yeah. You, you get to see, you know, we post our, you know, 10 seconds of greatness that we have in life, not our, you know, millions hours of failures and just getting kicked down. We show all our great stuff, but in that greatness, like you can see someone's serious potential be like, Hey, that person, like, he might not have that following right now, but he has an opportunity. If we cross promote each other, we could work really good in hand with each other. So I think that's like a really cool aspect that's really come to the table these days and how you can get your product out there. And like you said, the influencer market's just absolutely astonishing what yeah. it can do. <laughs> I mean, we saw what Instagram did to a stock market a couple of weeks ago. I mean, the Instagram could to the moon, baby. Yeah, we, yeah. we can, they do stock market manipulation now on it. Instagram, it's absolutely asinine what can happen. So, I mean, there's no say that, like, just giving your can to the right person could really strike a 
100 million dollar deal one day just off of an idea that you talked about on a podcast or gave to the right person that day it was like hey you know what i have a hedge fund or something like that that wants to buy your guys's brand mm-hmm. like, let's go sit down and talk get that money yeah. <laughs> um i was just gonna ask i mean i don't know how much you're gonna want to talk about but like for the future wise like are you guys sticking with just you know your core flavors or are you guys looking to you know expand into more flavors like what are you guys what are you guys planning on doing yeah, um, I don't. I don't want to get too deep. Couple new flavors series. that we're working on. We're we're figuring. You know, I think uh, you know a peach, a whiskey. Those are high on the list. Or whiskey bourbon. Um, you know, working on a long cut is imperative. You know, pouches are great. Like what I like about the pouch is that it's dosed. We know exactly how much is in each pouch. That's actually imperative on the cannabis side because it's very easy to dose. So when you're working with a molecule that's psychoactive, it's nice to know how much you're having. Um, <laughs> so not just getting hit. Dude, yeah. these things don't even work. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah. No, whoa, yeah. I'm in a different time zone. <laughs> yep. Um, but the, the long cut is something that, look, I mean, there's those certain type of guys. And, you know, I'm also one of them that loves just hanging a huge hog. <laughs> you know, and, and getting it going, and, and a long cut's great, and we've just been really fine-tuning the mulch medium. It has to be right. So that's something that's coming up, too. Um, different doses as well. Um, you know, in retail, you know, you don't want to have a ton of different SKUs because there's a lot behind each one. So we're really happy with, with, with these flavors. Um, but the e-com business kind of also p- provides us an opportunity to – release things early do limited runs see how people like things almost work with our community mm-hmm. um b- before we then take it to to the next step and be like oh you know we're going to do a blueberry like that was a huge hit um so we're going to really use our, our our group of dippers um it was almost like a testing ground and you know in the month of april get a free can of this with an order tell us what you feel you know like totally you know using the, this amazing consumer research element to, to guide our decision-making. That's awesome. I mean, I can't wait to see it. Have you guys thought about, never seen this happen with tobacco before, but like a signature line with like certain people and doing X amount of run with someone like pro baseball players? Like, hey, I like this flavor. I want to do like a signature series. The, the Bob Menery edition, yeah, and Bob it just Mennery. tastes like a, a buffalo wing. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, well, I mean, we do it with the cannabis companies like Lemon Tree, that Lemon Tree one, but we're talking to a couple different people. Um, you know, Dallas Braden of, of Starting Nine, we're going to discuss maybe doing his favorite cannabis flavor, kind of partnering up with those guys, similar to like how Pink Whitney and the Spit and Chicklets yeah. uh, did, did, did their thing. I mean, what's kind of cool about the coconut fiber base is it's like an inert medium that absorbs everything. So we can do anything with it. Like we're not starting with like if you're doing a mint leaf base, everything's going to be a little minty. Yes. Or coffee grinds. Like, it's all going to be kind of coffee-ish. So, right, so your flavors are, like, kind of endless, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, like, you can have that absorb anything like you're saying. So, like, you're you're not really restricted on flavors. You can do whatever you want, somewhat. What you're saying there, too, is also one of our, our biggest tailwinds in, in, like, our retail sell is, like, flavor bands and tobacco. So they're banning flavors and even chewing tobacco flavors across the country. Really? California is already banning all flavors right now. Vapes, chew. So imagine you're a retailer that had all these SKUs. They're gone. And people can't get their Wonder flavors. Me. But candidates, we're going to do more flavors. I mean, we have flavors. So instantly you have this huge tailwind of like offering flavors to where like if you're chewing Copenhagen, it's just like Copenhagen straight. Chewing Canada dips, it's like, you know, seven flavors, taste it, the rainbow. Hey, uh, seven flavors, taste <laughs> Phoenix, the rainbow. Phoenix, cut that out. We're going to give it to him for marketing. You know, I, I nailed that one. Not a big deal or anything. I had no idea that. Um, I knew the vapes were going away with flavors. I had no idea. Chew, uh, too. Chew, yeah. oh, flavors appeal to kids. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, that was the big thing that got the vape industry in trouble, you know, like grandma's cookies and bubble gum and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was what, you know. It, yep. I mean, I remember, like, 
me growing up, we grew up with a bunch of cowboys. So if you didn't chew Copenhagen long cut or Copenhagen snuff, you know, you're a little girl or something like that. If you were chewing like peach or mint or apple or sour apple or something like uh, that. If you were chewing pouches, I mean, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a name for those X bag. You know, there's a there's a word that we're not allowed to say anymore due to political correctness. On the, sure. Yeah. But, gotta, uh, gotta stay PC, yeah. buddy. But, you know, I remember you'd be at the rodeo or something like that and like, one of the dads out there would knew, like, one of the kids chewed, and you'd be like, oh, let me grab a chew, and, like, the kid would pull out, like, sour apple, and be like, all right, no, no, you can keep your, your Never little, mind, your I don't even girly, need that, yeah. Your girly tobacco, but, I mean, there definitely is an industry for, like, mint and lemon. The lemon head one was absolutely awesome, so, I mean, that that's cool being able to ride that tailwind and kind of bring that into the market and replace and give a better alternative to chew that tastes great. And yeah. That's, that's really, that's, that's exciting. So I can't wait to see the long cut stuff come out. And is there a, is there like a caffeinated candidate thing that you guys could even do or anything like that? Is that possible or like a totally coffee? Po- totally possible. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the competitors in the chewing tobacco space, I mean, their whole product is actually built around caffeine delivery. Yeah. Um, I've played around with it earlier on, but. You know, now that you bring it up, it's another one to put to to the top of the list of figuring out like what is the candidates, you know, day timer. Yeah. Hey, we're, hey, we're just nailing it right now. <laughs> I just see that, you know, like branching up with a coffee company or something like that and being like, hey, we could do like a coffee flavor caffeine St- candidate. Starbucks candidate. You know, black rifle coffee. <laughs> Moritos coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying yeah. for for them, I mean yeah. that's that's us, so you know. Yeah, yeah we're more not trying to put, yeah. you know. Hey, they they can do what they want to do, yeah. right? This is their company, not ours, Matt. Right. But uh, no, that that's awesome. I like. I'm really stoked that you've been able to bring us up here, kind of show us how the operation works, and give us a tour of the warehouse, how you guys make it, show us around, let us meet everyone. Like this has been awesome, man. I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your morning to let us come up to the beautiful Humboldt County and get the drive coming up here through the Avenue of the Giants. And oh yeah, yeah I mean it was clear up until about. 10 miles back that way until <laughs> we hit about Eureka and it started clouding up on us up here. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little different up here. Yeah. Uh, it's got a cool vibe. And I like how you said you're putting the positive uh, appearance back in the Humboldt County area, you know, not having everyone just focusing on murder mountain and the, the bad things that happen up here. There's a lot of good that happens up here still with lost coast and everything like that. Tons so. of good stuff up here. I mean, I, I fell in love with this place. I mean, it's a good community. I mean, it's all innovators and, you know, like, cool, badass people that, like, wanted to find a place to be able to, to exist. And I think, uh, I mean, we have tons of good brands up here, tons of cool innovation. And, you know, just because cannabis is now legal doesn't mean that, like, you know, we need to get all the jobs pushed to Salinas or Santa Barbara. You know, Humboldt grows the best cannabis. It's going to, you know, once we can send that nationwide, awesome. There's so much cool product dev and um, even outside of cannabis. I mean, we're the number two oyster bay in the U.S. We got, you know, beautiful redwood trees and so much cool stuff to do. And, you know, we want to build this landmark facility here in Compound and, you know, be able to, to highlight and showcase other people and, you know, put put this community on the map. I mean, that's why we... If you guys have watched, you know, we're doing this OG with OGs series. Oh, sick. Um, video series where we're going out to uh, cannabis farms and just talking about what they're doing and showing people, like, what it really is like, not, you know, what you see on uh, Dateline NBC. <laughs> Give them the real story. Not, not yeah. what you're seeing on Drugs, Inc., you know, yeah. all these weird, yep. weird yeah. people wearing put, masks. Put, putting the positivity on the industry yeah. and. I think that was a big reason I wanted to put you guys on the podcast, too, and bring you guys up here. You know, I talked to Devin about it, and I'm like, dude, check out this company. Like, yeah. you know, he wasn't a big dipper guy, but uh, he <laughs> he saw this, and he knew I was. He's always made fun of me for, like, my snooze and Copenhagen. Yeah, I, and I would like, yell at this guy all the time. He'd yeah. be stopping at liquor stores to get, you know, pouches or whatever. I'm like, dude, I'm going to slap you next time you have one of these. How's that sound? And then, you know, like, it just, he, he saw that, and he's like, dang, dude, that's like a, that's a really that's sick idea. That's a cool idea, idea and, and it's like, like, that's I something. I want to give that a try. Yeah, that's something I can, like, stand by behind too because i'm also a big you know cbd guy and it's like you know if you could have something you just throw in your mouth real quick and it's hardly sure. even noticeable like that's sick i can stand behind that that's rad yeah, man. and like you said the flavor i mean i've had one in for since i got here you know hour and a half ago and it's still <laughs> yeah. tasting great <laughs> still yeah, pumping pro- flavor yeah. products money i mean that's that's one thing we scored on i mean it goes back to tj the guy in ecuador who makes the beer i mean he he nailed it 
and you know like just kind of re reaffirmation for our listeners too like if you're in a drug sensitive job like you don't have to worry about this popping up on a drug test because it's pure it's the, the, the CBD product is THC free so yep. you know, we can't go out there and say you won't fail a drug test we don't know what if you walk by someone smoking a joint and, yeah you know, we can't for product liability purposes yeah yeah but the CBD we, we use has no detectable THC the end product we test has no detectable THC take it from there yeah yeah that's awesome that's a just a great you know sales pitch plus you know you guys are in uh, where are we at where can we find you we can find candidates candidates.com Instagram candidates where yep. else can, where can we find you to buy it though so we have a, a national deal with Circle K hasn't yet unlocked California California is a little backwards on uh, CBD and retail one of the few states um, but any Circle K Arizona Texas up in the the northeast coast um other big chains quick trip with a k up in uh the wisconsin uh minnesota area and then uh <laughs> sheets in pennsylvania um and then we're we're rolling i mean rolling out with a bunch of other stores also we're gonna have our store locator uh through the instagram and through candidips and candidipscbd.com updated in the next couple of weeks um so people can can give us a go and then uh can you ship all 50 states yet 48 48 yeah what is there is there anything internationally as well like do you guys have it's a touchy like, subject is it <laughs> yeah okay that's what i was kind of what i figured but i didn't know if you guys were allowed candidates are in europe um you could if, if you're if, if you're european and you want to check out candidates uh they have three of the flavors and and they're great that's awesome. well there you go you guys are growing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really stoked to follow this brand and see where you guys end up. You know, definitely doing follow up stories coming up, doing more work with you guys. Sweet, um, I love it up here. Um, we'll just... go, we'll go put Matt in one of those cool robes and get him a little <laughs> yeah. uh, chin strap and make him do some work product. Right, yeah. He'd be great. Yeah, he can just sit tin there. Yeah, 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 he can be the tin guy. Yeah, yeah, I can be the tin guy for a little bit. But you know, uh, I mean, I've always grew up steelhead salmon fishing through the Klamath all the way up into Oregon. Oh, nice. I come up here all the time. Um, Fishing. I mean, this is a place for an outdoorsman up here too. You know, like this oh, is yeah. a great area for outdoors. And then just to plug Area Fifty Two, I mean, you know, we do use their promo code for twenty percent off. So if you use Area Five Two as a promo code, okay. Um, we're gonna be going back out there in a couple of weeks, filming our fifty k follower video. So we're, if you guys are gonna be around for that, we're funding this. Uh, he's building some insane set of jumps. We're, we got a little sneak yeah. peek. That we can't show on our podcast yeah, with them, but we, we got a sneak peek of the candidate. Okay. Yeah. We can we can just say that you guys have some really cool stuff coming, definitely. Yep. So stay tuned on that. And again, thank you for uh, for letting us come up here and, and check everything out and talk about this awesome company. And we're stoked to see where you guys go. And uh, definitely go check out Canadips. Get yourself all the flavors because they're delicious. And... Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah.